And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Monday, October 16th. This is On Deck. I'm Stephen Nesbitt, and I'm joined as always by Levi Weaver. The championship series have begun. We are taping this right before first pitch for Astros, Rangers, uh, really to preserve the sanctity of the homer chase, Levi. But we're not going to have your final from Houston in Game 1, but we'll get into uh, a little bit of that series. We'll start with we'll start with some of the Diamondbacks, Phillies, and the NLCS. We are in for, for an interesting CS here. But Levi, how you doing? I'm hanging in, man. Got some good, some battle scars from this weekend's action in uh, Sandlot. I, I stole home. A catcher stepped on my shin, and so I have literally left some blood on the field this weekend. Just hobbling around like an 85-year-old man. That's how I'm doing. This is not the first time you've mentioned stealing home on the podcast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I'm a one-tool player. Get me on base, and I will steal <laughs> like a madman. Um, and that's that's about all I can promise, is that I will I will run wild. I'm the Billy Hamilton of Sandlot Baseball. Yeah, there you go. Esrari Ruiz. Less um, uh, Ronald Acuna, more Ruiz. So the question in this NLCS seems to be, do the D-backs have the firepower to keep the Phillies at bay, their offense, or do they have the firepower on, on offense to shut down the Phillies lineup? So neither of them is a, is, a, is a very easy task to accomplish. But I do feel the more we see the Diamondbacks, the easier it is to actually believe in them. Now, I will say it's a little hard to believe in a team trotting out Brandon Fott for every third game. You can get away with that if Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen have, are pitching the way they have. They're going to lead the, the they're going to lead the series here, game one, game two. It goes uh, Zach Gallon against Zach Wheeler, the Zach matchup. Merrill Kelly uh, against Aaron Nola in game two. And after that, it's sort of like figure it out mode, right? Ranger Suarez has been really good. Brandon Fott has uh, handed things off to the bullpen and, and actually got the job done really well in his last start. But that's the question. Like, where do these first two games go? That determines a lot of where this series goes, I think. I know that it's dangerous to choose a team based on vibes because that's what got me picking the Orioles and they are no longer in this tournament. So I know that uh, that I'm on I'm on shaky ground here, but does any team have better vibes than the Phillies right now? I don't think they do. You know, like they had their Braves rattled and the Braves were a 104-win team. The Braves were upset that Attaboy Harper happened to get out of the clubhouse. Meanwhile, the Phillies afterwards are doing their country music sing-along where they're just like, F the Braves and always the Mets. Just they don't care. Whatever. I You should know we don't like you. The intent is to beat you. The vibes are so good. They've just got so many personalities on that team. I mean, even even guys like, you know, Brandon Marsh walking out there looking like Rasputin every day. It's good vibes in Philly right now. Uh, chief among them, Bryce Harper, who has arrived. I would not at all be surprised to see the Phillies go absolutely just sweep this series because they are on that kind of a roll. But, you know, the Diamondbacks also have just been scrappy all year, and they beat the Dodgers, and that is no small task. So it's we, we cannot count them out either. And didn't just beat them, like humiliated them 
by completely taking their starting pitchers out of the game, like literally taking them out in second inning, third inning, whatever it was. That was a failure of the Dodgers just as much, though. It was a triumph for the D-backs. So, like, you talk about the vibes of the Phillies, and you're right. There is some sort of... There is some sort of uh, cohesion going on with that team, that fan base, that ballpark right now. That's going to make it an extremely difficult place to play in Philadelphia at the start of the series and, and at the end if it gets back there. Don't downplay what the D-backs are doing. The vibes are wild when you are taking Lance Lynn deep like four times in an inning. These are not the household names that a lot of maybe casual fans who are tuning in now would recognize beyond, you know, Evan Longoria is there and uh, Tommy Pham has been around the league a lot, but Corbin Carroll, certainly everyone has heard of him. This guy is as good as advertised. Kettle Marte has been really, really good. Christian Walker can take you deep at any minute. And they've got a bunch of speed. They, they can win a bunch of different ways. And so the question to me is, is can Gallon and Kelly, Kelly take one of these two games? If they can take one of these two and you figure things out in game three and, and you can get back to those two guys as quickly as you can later in the series, this is the one of those series where you just lean on those two guys as much as you can because it's kind of all they have. We, we were asking, begging for them to go get somebody at the deadline. They didn't do it. So it may come back to cost them, but at the same time, they got to the NLCS. So you can't really knock them too badly. The one difference that I would caution is that I don't know that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are exactly comparable to like a busted up Clayton Kershaw and a leading the league in home runs allowed Lance Lynn uh, <laughs> and rookie Bobby Miller, who's no offense to, to Bobby Miller. He was very good as a rookie, but also just, you know, anytime you put a rookie in a situation like that, you, you're not entirely sure what you're going to get. So the Phillies rotation does appear to be in much better shape than the Dodgers was. So will they be able to come out and do that thing where they score, you know, three to five runs in the first couple of innings? Probably won't be as easy to do that this time. But you're right; they do win games in a lot of ways. They they win with their legs. They, uh, you know, speed and defense, and yeah, it's good bullpen. Good bullpen yep. too. Yep, good bullpens all around. You know, uh, in in the NLCS. So I think it's a pretty evenly matched uh, matchup there. I do think I like the Phils based on vibes alone, but again, that'll get you only so far. Yeah, the Phillies undoubtedly the favorite, especially with home field advantage they have cooking right now. But uh, yeah, we mentioned a couple shows ago this the Phillies uh, bullpen and what they were doing better than any other bullpen right now is throwing heat. And they have shown that right there. They have a, a rotation that isn't unwilling or un, you know is allowed to go six plus innings. And so you only need to cover a couple innings there. And they've figured that out uh, a little different situation, you know, on a fought start or something like that for the D-backs. But they're good as well. They don't have the same firepower, maybe. I've used that word four times in this episode already. But they do have some guys with some really nasty stuff out of that bullpen and pick up Paul Seawald. Uh, as much as it was a crafty move by the Mariners to, to pull that one, uh, has really benefited them in the long run. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you get injured, you don't want to wait for answers and options. That's why it may be time to explore the Nano Experience, a revolutionary treatment option designed to help active people get back to the lifestyles they love. Nanotechnology allows surgeons to see inside even the smallest joints and treat orthopedic conditions with a tiny camera and other nano instrumentation, all through a barely there poke hole incision. Wherever you've experienced an injury, whether it be foot and ankle, hand and wrist, shoulder and elbow, knee or hip, 
Nanoarthroscopy can be used to diagnose and treat your condition in an extremely, minimally invasive way. Don't wait to learn about the revolutionary nano experience and how it could help you or someone you know after an injury. Visit arthrex.info slash theathletic. This is not medical advice and is not meant to be a substitute for advice from your physician. Talk with your physician about your health condition, potential surgical risks, and whether Arthrex products are right for you. Postoperative management is patient-specific and dependent upon your physician's assessment. Individual results will vary. The other series, of course, which will be uh, either 1-0 Astros or 1-0 Rangers by the time you hear this. You assume that. Well, yes, I don't think they're going to, it won't be tied. It's currently 745 Eastern. We don't know that the game is going to be completed by the time this goes up. We don't know if that game is perhaps canceled midway, pushed to another day. So there's a lot, I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable saying that. There could always be a meteor. You never want to rule out the meteor, but chances are by the time you hear this, by the time we go to bed tonight, unless this thing runs 35 innings, uh, by the time I go to bed tonight, I'm pretty sure somebody, one one of these teams will be leading the other. The rivalry here, I think a lot of the nation is just kind of starting to have their eyes open to how heated this rivalry is and has been for years. I remember as far back as 2015, there were benches clearing incidents with, you know, A.J. Hinch and Jeff Bannister just like at each other's throats. There was a benches clearing incident earlier this year in which Marcus Simeon, who's like the most mild-mannered guy in probably all of baseball, literally did like a shush sign to Martin Maldonado. Adolis Garcia has a tendency to hit home runs and look at those home runs. And for whatever reason, that seems to really get under the skin of the Astros, particularly Martin Maldonado. Yeah, these two teams do not like each other. The two fan bases really don't like each other. Uh, I remember years when, you know, the Astros cheating scandal was just before it was uncovered, actually. There was this weird sort of feeling from maybe a few Rangers employees that I talked to that they just really did not like the Astros, which you're just not used to hearing, especially from front offices. They're usually the more diplomatic. Yeah, you know, we're all in this together. They're good guys over there. You know, no, they wanted to beat the Astros. They did not like the Astros. And so there's been the the history of back when the hurricane uh, happened, Hurricane Harvey, everybody was in DFW and uh, I actually don't know if the story is out yet, but Evan Drellick wrote a story that he talked to John Daniels, who was the GM of the Rangers back then. Okay. And he sort of gave some background on that, that it was, it was going to be fine. And then kind of maybe ownership on either side got into a, a little bit of a ego contest with each other. And they ended up having to play that series in Tampa, but Astros fans are like, how dare you not just let us play a game at your ballpark? Clearly our entire city has been devastated by this hurricane. So it goes beyond just the on-field play. It goes beyond just the players not liking each other. The fan bases don't like each other. It is a sibling rivalry of the highest order. And whatever happens in the next, you know, seven to ten days, however long it takes to finish the series up, baseball fans in Texas will remember this for the rest of their lives. Forever. This will always be the first time the Astros and the Rangers matched up in the postseason. It's heated. Whichever team wins... Their fans are not going to be graceful about it to the other team's fans. It's going to be ugly, and I cannot wait to see how this plays out. Yep. Regardless of what happens in Game 1, Game 2, uh, Nathan Evaldi against Framber Valdez, I think a really interesting matchup here. Valdez has really been up and down, almost sort of like the trading off good and bad starts ever since his no-hitter at the start of August. He was not good in his first start of the postseason against the Twins. Meanwhile, Nathan Evaldi 
has been fantastic. The last uh, two outings, almost uh, like eerily similar outings. I was lining this up for the preview that'll be out by the time this comes out of this. And these two, <laughs> these two outings against the Rays. Let's go category uh, Rays and then Orioles category by category. Innings pitch, 6.27. Hits, 6.5. Runs, 1, 1. Homers, 0, 0. Walks, 0, 0. Strikeouts, 8, 7. Pitches, 98, 98. Batter's face, 25, 26. Swings and misses, 16, 16. Did Adolis Garcia homer? Yes, yes. Decision, W, W. Score, 7171. There you go. So this guy, he's got the recipe figured out for, for winning in October. Jokes aside, this guy has an incredible postseason resume, and especially as a starting pitcher. And so they're going to need him big time in this one, uh, especially if they end up being down 0-1 by the time you hear this. And I think what he's shown so far is that he has the velocity problem in check right now, and he's got a splitter that is very, very hard to contend with. So the Astros have the lineup to give him fits, but um, if he could give them length, that would be pretty huge in this one. Uh, so a quick note before we uh, move on from this series and, and get to our to our fun and games, uh, Max Scherzer, John Gray, both activated on the roster. Bochy said John Gray is going to be in the bullpen. He could be an option for, I think he said game four, maybe later in the series. Uh, Max Scherzer will go either game three or game four. So big additions. We'll see. Certainly better than what they were doing, kind of f- trying to figure things out with Andrew Heaney and company. Yeah, I mean, no offense to Matt Bush and Brock Burke, but you replace those two guys with Max Scherzer and John Gray. That's an upgrade for sure. <laughs> All right, Levi, let's take this to the on-deck arcade. We've got our postseason homer chase going on. And the basics of this one is we pick two hitters per round. We add up our totals through the rounds. And after two rounds, you and I are stuck tied one-to-one. I picked up a Gunnar Henderson homer this last time. You had a Dolis Garcia homer in round one. And that's it. That's ballgame. The names that we've scratched off the list so far, because when we pick a guy, we can't pick him again the rest of the postseason, either of us. We've taken Corey Seager off the list, Kyle Schwab off the list, uh, Garcia I mentioned, Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna, Gunnar Henderson. A lot of those guys actually no longer in business here. But uh, So I guess it's good that we used them up. But only one homer uh, across. So you go ahead and make your uh, your first pick. And reminder to the listener, you can't, pick any, you can't pick two guys from the same team. And once you pick them, they're gone. So... I got to go Bryce Harper. Like, who else am I going to take at this point? There are actually two, and I think you're probably going to take the other one, but it, it was down to those two. I'm going Bryce Harper for my first pick. Yeah, I need to not mess around. I'm just going to go Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I think he's going to he's going to give me a homer, but I, I do think there are a lot of good options left for you. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I may have backed myself into a corner here, so I can't take two guys from the same team? Dang it. Uh, that changes things a little bit for me here. Because I was going to go either Nick Castellanos or Trey Turner, but I can't take it through with those guys now. And you took Alvarez, so all four of mine are off the list. I'm going to have to wing it here. Uh, I have to take a Diamondback, an Astro, or a Ranger. Give me uh, Jose Altuve. Right-handed hitter. Nice. Right-handed hitter. He is a big-time postseason performer, and those Crawford boxes are there. Uh, they have home field advantage, so they'll be hitting there more often than not. Let's, uh, let's go Jose Altuve. No hitter has hit more homers off of Nathan Ivaldi. I did not know that, but I'm glad. Lucky pick. No, there's no pitcher he uh, Altuve has hit more homers off of than Ivaldi. Five in his career. So nice pick there. And I will actually leave the Phillies on the board for the World Series, perhaps. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take, I made a mistake earlier this year going Corbin Carroll over uh, over Christian Walker in the homer chase. And um, and I'm going to go the other way on this one. Christian Walker, I'm going to take. Okay. Christian Walker and Jordan Alvarez are my two. Bryce Harper and Jose Altuve are yours. Nice picks. All right. Well, best of luck to you. And 
We will be back uh, next week for our World Series preview. We are going to be previewing one of the Diamondbacks or Phillies against one of the Astros or Rangers. Either way, I don't think there's any matchup that isn't a good World Series. I would probably pass on a repeat of last year's just because I get bored. So give me me Diamondbacks-Rangers. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Give me Diamondbacks-Rangers. I'm not going to pick because I don't have to. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll pick. Um, those are the two teams where it, we got the repeat teams, Phillies and Astros, and then we have the teams that like you, you're wondering, like, should I give up on this team during the regular season? You're like, can they actually – Diamondbacks, are they just going to fall out of this thing? And the Rangers, like, they can't keep this up. So uh, kudos to those teams. I picked the Astros in our staff pick, so I should stick with them, and I went with Phillies, so I'll just go with the rematch. I'm boring. But it, it does put us head-to-head, which is good. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to you, and we will see you next week. All right. Sounds good. Time for us to uh, head out of here. If you want to catch us during the week, I'm on a bunch of live blogs for these ALCS and LCS games. Levi is writing the daily newsletter. So you can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $2 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Windup, The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 32EFIS. I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. We'll be back next week with a World Series preview and more of what's on deck. This is for the Scherzer Verlander ALCS. Copyright. I'm sure we can put that on the air. Uh, All right. Bye. Have a good time. We'll see you in a week.